Yes, well, today is a great day for the state of New York. Last year, about this time, New York was in the midst of COVID, and a certain governor, Il Duce, Andrew Cuomo, was given all kinds of accolades from all quarters for his ostensibly magnificent handling of the COVID-19 crisis in New York State. He had a multi-million dollar book deal, and he was even awarded an international Emmy for his press conferences during COVID. And today, on the heels of a scathing investigative report by the New York State Attorney General Letitia James, on the heels of calls from every prominent Democrat in the state of New York and elsewhere in the country, calling for him to resign, including the President of the United States, and it's pretty bad when the President of the United States is calling for your resignation and he's of the same political party as you. That's usually when you realize you're toast. The governor, in a most unapologetic and contemptible fashion, resigned, effective in 14 days, proving without a doubt my wise old mother's adage that a pat on the back is never too far from a kick in the ass. Hi, everyone. I'm Jamie Dury, and welcome to another National Preview Online podcast. If you've not already done so, please subscribe to the show. You can do so in one of three easy ways. You can either go to the Google Play Store, the iTunes App Store, and click subscribe after searching for the NPO podcast, or you can search out the free Podbean app in either location, download it, search out the NPO podcast, and subscribe that way. Either way you choose to subscribe, you will be able to download episodes, you will be able to leave reviews and leave comments, and we would like plenty of both, as that will only help us to grow the show. The show is also automatically shared to YouTube, but YouTube has some very queer ideas about freedom of speech in this country. Anything that violates what they consider to be a misinformation policy. In other words, anything we disagree with, uh, we don't let you say it, and they just stop you from saying it. So whether this show ultimately gets uploaded to YouTube or not, I do not know. It's pretty queer, given that um, YouTube is owned by Google, and Google has no problem allowing this podcast to go to the Google Podcast Store. So go figure. So Andrew Cuomo had a lengthy speech this morning. where he resigned. In building up to the resignation, though, it's interesting how this recalcitrant son of a bee uh, characterizes this investigation. He starts off by asserting that the AG made some damning allegations and it caused outrage, and people should have been outraged. But the problem was that the assertion of many of the facts in the AG's report was false, because he did this speech on the heels of his attorneys making a presentation basically saying how none of this was true and uh, nothing that the governor did was wrong. Uh, And so therefore, we, we feel obligated to tell you this, that he hasn't done anything wrong, even though everyone is saying that he did something wrong, including the president of the United States. Uh, his attorneys, he said, raised serious flaws and issues with the report. Do you ever notice how he always seems like he's crying? I'll try and do it like him. Bias or a lack of fairness in justice should concern all of us. But why didn't it concern any of us 
when they made all manner of false allegations against Donald Trump. They spent $30 million investigating him for Russian collusion. They found nothing. They found significant evidence showing that there were people in the FBI and elsewhere in government and the Democratic National Committee that colluded against him. Uh, but nobody cared about that. So apparently bias in the justice system only should concern us if a Democrat comes under the thumb of the justice system. And most serious allegations made against the governor, he says, the most serious allegations made had no credible factual basis in the report. So all of these allegations with no factual basis, and that's why the report is being made, that's why his attorneys had to make a presentation, and that's why he made this speech to announce that he was resigning uh, based on the fact that there's no credible allegations. Well, if there's no credible allegations, why the devil are you resigning from anything? But he goes on, he doesn't stop. Uh, he admits to offending 11 women. I admit to offending 11 women. A kiss on the cheek. This is what I do. I thought it was friendly. No, it's not friendly. It's creepy. My sense of humor can be off-putting. I do hug and kiss people casually. I've done this all of my life. So in other words, he's been a creep his whole life. You've been a sleazy scumbum your whole life. In my mind, I've never crossed the line with anyone, which is exactly what any pervert would say. Just like Joe Biden, who says that black people are fascinated with the blonde hair on his legs. What the hell kind of lunatic says that anyway? Now he says, Governor Cuomo, we're getting back to him, that he's out of step with generational changes. Now, there's a female trooper in his detail. Now, the first thing he does is start apologizing or explaining how he's very, very inclusive, but most of his detail are men, and there's only a few blacks uh, and a few women out of all the men that are on the detail, uh, all the troopers on the detail, 60-some-odd. He goes, and I would sometimes banter with this female trooper in the car, meaning he was engaging in sleazy talk with her. She was getting ready to be married, and he made some comments about the, uh, the downside of marriage, just what every uh, fiancé wants to hear. He also talked about how he touched her. He was accused of touching her inappropriately on the stomach or this or that. Doesn't remember doing it. But who touches someone's stomach? I don't like to just walk by people. I like to acknowledge them, to let them know that I appreciate them, that I see them here. Uh, Il Duce, most people do that with a hello verbally or with a handshake. That's still socially acceptable. But, you know, grabbing somebody's stomach, you can even do a double handshake. You know, where you shake someone's hand and then put your other hand firmly on their forearm. That's considered acceptable. That's not an intimate part of someone's body. No, but he's got a hug and kiss. So the guy's a sleaze. And then after all of this, to the end, he remains unrepentant. The situation is not about the facts, truth, or thoughtful analysis, but politics. The political system is too often driven by extremes. No kidding. I never would have thought that the political system was driven by extremes. You have people 
that hated Donald Trump without any basis in facts, just because they didn't like the fact that Hillary Clinton lost, or they didn't think that he should be president. He believes, Governor Cuomo, that his situation is completely politically motivated, that if it weren't for political motivations, the facts would not carry the day. There are insufficient facts against him. I love New York, and I love you. That's your problem, Andy. You love too many people, and you love them too physically for their liking. Look, this is a crock of shit. We have a guy here who was guilty six ways to Sunday. He's acknowledging that he has to resign for the good of all, but he says he's only doing it for the good of all, not because he's done anything wrong, but because the investigation into these basically unfounded, unproven, non-fact-based allegations are going to consume too much of public airtime, too much of the legislature's time, too much in the way of tax dollars, and his love for New York and the people in it is just so great that he can't bear to see this misspending of resources and uh, attention and time and effort when it could better be spent on battling this terrible Delta virus that's lurking or the Delta variant of the COVID virus that's lurking. So for the good of all, even though there's no basis in fact, I'm going to step aside and let my lieutenant governor handle it after I bring her up to speed in 14 days. Now, this is about as self-serving as you can get. Now, let me tell you the reality of the situation, not what he just told you. I was paraphrasing basically what he told you over the course of his 21 or 22-minute resignation speech. He's leaving because he's guilty six ways to Sunday. The Attorney General's report showed that fairly conclusively. The only problem I have with the Attorney General's report is that she did not make criminal referrals, and she's come under a great deal of political pressure uh, and criticism for not making those referrals. However, independent sheriff's offices and the district attorney in the county of Albany are conducting criminal investigations, and the governor may yet be criminally charged. These things are all in the back of his mind. The fact that there are criminal investigations out there, the fact that he is guilty, and the fact that every prominent Democrat in New York and outside of New York has turned against him. The senator of New York, Chuck Schumer, the senior senator, says he should resign. Kristen Gillibrand, I don't know what she's had to say. I haven't heard very much from her. His contemporaries in the neighboring states, the governors of New Jersey, Phil Murphy, the governor of Pennsylvania, Tom Wolf, the governor of Connecticut. All of these people have said it's time for him to resign. And lastly, the president of the United States, who was also a Democrat, has said it's past time for him to resign. And he should know, because Joe Biden is a bit of a sleaze himself. There's no shortage in hugging and touching from old Sleepy Joe. So when all these people tell you it's time to go, uh, it's past time to go. So now I guess he thinks he can go, and his hope is that these criminal investigations will go away. But don't count on this guy simply burying his head in the sand. In order to make sure these criminal allegations go away, look for him and his lawyers with his $5 million that he got for his book deal to try and strenuously and vigorously investigate these 11 women making the allegations and trying to portray them as out of step, trying to portray them as uh, 
incorrect in their assertions of the facts, trying to portray them as the problem and him as the victim of politically motivated witch hunts. That's what he's going to do. He's going to try and destroy these 11 women through his attorneys, who are female, for several of them anyway, uh, and that's how he thinks he's going to survive. And I find that particularly interesting, coming from a Democrat, a Democrat who said all women should be believed when they make sexual allegations. Isn't it funny how the Democratic Party, who was the big party, the party that wanted to destroy Brett Kavanaugh uh, over an allegation that no one could remember, including the woman who made it, couldn't remember it. Christine Ballsy Ford, you remember her. Couldn't remember where it happened, when it happened, who was there, but I know that he was the one. Um, The same party, the party of Bill Clinton, where Hillary Clinton had a war room and a series of private investigators who would go out and destroy the reputations and the lives of these women whom uh, Bill Clinton had, in many cases, raped, not simply sexual harassment, but rape. To my knowledge, Cuomo has not been charged with rape. He's been charged with sexual harassment, and I believe he's guilty of it, but I'm not going to accuse the man of rape because nobody has. And until somebody does... He enjoys that presumption of innocence on any rape charge. But Bill Clinton was a serial rapist, bit women's lower lip. He had a signature modus operandi. And yet they had no compunction in the Clinton White House against destroying these people. In fact, one of them, Monica Lewinsky, who he did not rape but had consensual oral sex with, uh, they were prepared to destroy that girl's reputation. She was a 20-year-old girl at that time, very, very young. And if she didn't have that dress that had his semen on it, that DNA evidence which proved that there was a sexual liaison there, they would have destroyed her and made her out to be a sexual predator. But they couldn't. It's nice to know that there's consistency in the Democratic Party, that whenever one of their own gets accused, they may force them out because it embarrasses the rest of them, but there's no criminal referrals. I only hope that the attorney... Uh, district attorney in the county of Albany and these various sheriffs who are making these criminal investigations don't back down and see to it that this son of a bitch is brought to justice. Just getting to resign after being caught is no punishment. That's rather like the bank robber who robs the bank, but because he's willing to give the money back, thinks he shouldn't have to go to jail after the fact. This man needs to go to jail, and let us not forget that all of this is a smokescreen to take your attention away from the real serious crime. Not that sexually harassing 11 women is not serious, it is. But I think everyone would have to agree it is nowhere near as serious as sending thousands of New Yorkers to their deaths through your stupidity, incompetence, and greed. And it's about time people start realizing this and acknowledging it. I've said it before in this program, but I'm going to say it again. New York State was spent into oblivion by this idiot. We're in one step away from receivership. People are leaving the state in droves. Taxes are going up. And they're only going to go up more as more and more people leave the state. We are getting a declining population. And any people who are moving into the state, are not moving in in the same numbers that are people moving out. And even if they were, there are not people that are coming here with their wealth. They are third world uh, people coming here from illegal immigration. They have no skills. They have no marketable skills. 
They have nothing. They don't even have a facility in the language. All they have is their handout asking for what New York State and the United States of America can give to them. They're not interested in giving anything to us. This is what the mismanagement of this idiot brought us. In an effort to get out from under that significant fiscal crisis that he created with the aid of the democratically controlled legislature, they sought to capitalize on COVID because the federal government was showering states with money in COVID relief. We all know this. Five states in particular accounted for a huge number of COVID deaths in this country. New York, California, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Michigan, Wisconsin. But mostly those first five. Every COVID death resulted in more federal aid going into your state. And that's about the only way you can explain the governor's actions. All we heard here in New York throughout the COVID crisis was that hospitals were stretched to the breaking point. They couldn't take any more patients. And it was a problem because in addition to people suffering from COVID, there are people suffering from the normal maladies that affect all of us. There are cancer patients, people in need of surgery, and the hospitals were hard-pressed to keep these highly infectious COVID patients separate from the others. So the president of the United States at that time, Donald Trump, came up with an idea. He wanted to bring the full weight of the federal government to bear. So he had the U.S. Army build a hospital in the Javits Center set up exclusively for COVID-19 patients. I saw it. I drove by on my bicycle every day when it was the only thing you could do in New York because gyms and everything else were closed. My whole family and I went for bike rides regularly, and I would speak to the guardsmen. And they sat there waiting for these patients to be sent to them. The idea being that with 3,000 beds, they would take as many COVID patients as could be sent so that the hospital bed space could be freed up to deal with regular non-COVID patients. They had, I think, 250 people sent to them. So, so much for the overcrowding in the hospitals. And if it was overcrowded, it was because of the deliberate action. They didn't want to send anyone to the federal hospital because if people died there in the U.S. Army hospital or patients were sent there, no aid would go to the state because it wasn't a state facility that was providing the health care. It was the U.S. Army. Despite having sent no one other than 250 people to the Javits Center, this same recalcitrant unapologetic piece of crap who you heard for 21 minutes this morning cried to the president and asked for the hospital ship comfort to be sent to New York. 1,100 beds. Trump agreed. He sent the comfort. Now, the comfort was originally not supposed to be for COVID. It was supposed to be for regular patients. So if the hospitals had pressure and didn't have enough beds for non-COVID patients, you could send them to the hospital ship Comfort. Now, the reason why they didn't want Comfort used for COVID, why the government did, uh, federal government didn't, is because the ship is mobile. So they wanted to be able to send it anywhere and be able to use it for multiple purposes. But Cuomo wasn't finished. He was, despite not sending anyone to the Javits Center, he cried and cried and cried to the to the president said, please convert the comfort for COVID. So they authorized the comfort ship to be for COVID patients. So Trump converted it to COVID. Took 100 patients. That's all they sent there. It was so underused that 
Trump finally recalled the ship and sent it back to its home port in Virginia, ready to be used someplace else where it was needed. And so we have a total of 4,000 beds that were at the disposal of Il Duce, the then form, the soon-to-be former governor of New York, that he didn't utilize. Instead, he chose to send all of these COVID-19 patients to any bed that he could find that was under the authority of the state of New York so he could get the money, including sending these people to nursing homes. Now, that is about as stupid and as thoughtless as it gets. Nursing homes are, by definition, facilities that are inhabited by people who are in the end stages of their lives, not in the best of health, they need care, and are at risk and are susceptible. So he sent these COVID-19 patients to these nursing homes, endangering all of these people. And people who would otherwise never have been exposed were exposed, contracted COVID, and died. And their loved ones were not allowed to even visit or say goodbye to them, all because of him. And then he had the further audacity to say that it wasn't the COVID-19 patients that he sent there that gave the residents COVID. It was the staff that gave them COVID. Now, let's go back to item number, um, I want to get it over here. I'll just make sure we don't uh, misquote the governor. I made several item notes in his speech when he resigned for the things that he said he didn't do. Item number four, the most serious allegations made against him had no credible factual basis in the report. Well, you have no credible factual basis for saying that the staff in these nursing homes gave COVID to these people and not the COVID-19 positive patients that you sent there. So why is no factual basis good for you when it suits you with the sexual allegations, but not the other way around? No explanation there, just deafening silence. But that's exactly what he did. He sent COVID-19 patients there so that he could keep the money. And all these people died. And he's not accountable for it because you have a smokescreen with this sexual harassment allegation. There's no way around it. Governor Andrew Cuomo, il Duce, is responsible legally and morally for the deaths of thousands of people in the state of New York, elderly people in particular, and he should pay for it. He should pay for it criminally. He should be prosecuted for those thousands of deaths. Keep that money. It's beneath contempt. For a man that went out saying he loves New York and loved all of you, apparently he didn't love them too much when he sent them to their deaths. I think people who worked hard all their lives and are now in nursing homes undergoing end-of-life care deserve better than to be sabotaged and infected with a potentially deadly virus, to them anyway, because of their compromised states of health, and denied the opportunity to pass peacefully with their loved ones around them so they could say their final goodbyes. I think that's the right of every New Yorker and every citizen in this country who worked all their lives and has loved ones around that wants to say goodbye to them. And you cruelly took that opportunity away from them, Il Duce. And now your authority has been taken away from you by your own stupidity and avarice, your own stupidity and sexual perversions. Hopefully, your liberty will be taken away from you in the very near future 
just as the lives of so many New Yorkers were taken away from them because of your greed. Beware for whom the bell tolls, for it tolls for thee, Il Duce. And before you let the door hit you in the ass on the way out 14 days from now, take your father's name off that damn bridge. For National Preview Online, I'm Jamie Dury. <laughs>